0: y sí.
1: to join us. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned unclean. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall it My Savior's love for me For me it was in the garden He prayed not my will but thine He had no tears for his sorrows But sweat drops of blood for mine How marvelous, how wonderful And my song shall ever be how marvelous how wonderful is my Savior's love for me he took my sins and my sorrows he made them his very own he bore the burden to Calvary and suffered and died alone how Ever be, how marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. When with the ransomed in glory, his face I at last shall see, will be my joy through the ages to sing of his love for me how marvelous how wonderful and my song shall ever be how marvelous how wonderful is my savior's love we sing how marvelous how wonderful and my song shall ever be how
2: Wonderful is my Savior's love for me. Oh, how marvelous. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, son. I appreciate that. It's good seeing everybody this morning. I praise the Lord for each one of you. It's It's been a great day already, and somehow I let Sunday school out early, and I still was late getting over here. But it is what it is, and I can't believe everybody's sitting down. You know better than that. Let's all stand up. We're going to pray, and then we're going to hug, and we're going to shake hands, and maybe even do a jig. I don't know, but we're going to do something. Let's go to Lord in prayer. Father God, I do come before you this morning. Praise your name, and thank you. for. First of all, Lord, thank you for these people who get up here and practice just to help lead us in worship, to come into your throne room in song. It is, oh, how marvelous. Oh, how wonderful. Father, your name, the name of Jesus is the name above all names, and you allow us not just to call it out, but to come to your throne with it. You said in the name of Jesus that you will listen. When we say those things, we can come on to the Father through the name of Jesus. So God, I thank you for that, and I pray this morning that as we have gathered in this place, may we continue to call upon that name. May you continue to bless us. May you continue to pour out your anointing upon us. And God, may we give you all praise, all honor, and all glory. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. As I said, it's good seeing you guys this morning. Walk around, shake somebody's hand, give them a hug. Tell them it's good to see them in God's house today.
1: I'm trading my sorrows, I'm trading my shame, I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. I'm trading my sickness, I'm trading my pain, I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. We say yes Lord, yes Lord, yes, yes Lord. Yes Lord, yes Lord, yes, 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 yes Lord. Yes Lord, yes Lord, yes, yes Lord, amen. I'm trading my sorrow. I'm trading my pain. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. I'm greatness. I'm trading my pain. I'm laying it down for the joy of the Lord. We say yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, amen. Well, I'm pressed, but not crushed, persecuted, not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. For I'm blessed beyond the curse, for His promise will endure. His joy is going to be my strength. Though the sorrow may last for the night, as joy comes with the morning. I'm trading my sorrow. I'm trading my shame. I'm laying it down for the joy of the Lord. I'm trading my sickness. And I'm trading my pain. I'm laying it down for the joy of the Lord. We say yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, Amen. Oh, la la. than a feeling When I hear that old song they used to sing I'll be believing When I sing (laughs) Alright, come on and join us We say, yes Lord, yes Lord Yes, yes Lord Yes, Lord, yes Lord Yes, yes, yes Lord Yes, Lord, yes Lord Yes, yes Lord, amen we say yes Lord, yes Lord, yes, yes Lord. Yes Lord, yes Lord, yes, yes Lord. Yes Lord, yes Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes Lord, amen.
2: Everybody that says yes Lord, say amen. 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 Hallelujah. You know Probably all my life I thought I wanted to hear Boston in a service, and we did. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Uh, a few announcements this morning. I had, this kind of reminds me also, I had some people ask me last week, how do we not p- pass the church in this, uh, pass the church, pass the plate in the church? Guys, if, for those that don't know this explanation, let me share it with you now. We feel as though it is an act of obedience. Scripturally, we are to tithe, we are to give unto the lord but it is an act of obedience that i would never want to shame somebody into doing and therefore we've left that between you and the lord rather than pass a plate we have prayer and offering columns in the back and that way between you and the lord you can drop in your prayer requests and your tithes in and however the lord whatever it is the lord lays on your heart to drop in that way it's between you and god And you are doing what God's called you to do. I know that it's God's will and God's business to to keep the church. I'm not worried about it. But you, as the people, are his hands and feet. And I want to encourage you to do that. Now, it was mentioned to me a while ago, we are out of tithing envelopes back there. So they put these (laughs) business envelopes. So if you're looking for the tithing envelopes, these took their place. So just put your tithe in one of these if you like. Oh, you found some. Okay, Daryl's got some back there now. So uh, tithing evils, if you see some big ones, you can use the big ones as well, but Daryl found the, the others, or someone found the others and gave it to Daryl. Also, too, let me go to this one next. Rather than print all of these, a bunch of these, we are blessed tonight. We're going to have, rather than doing our Ezekiel study, there is a, a missionary who runs an orphanage over in Uganda, he is going to be speaking and, and presenting some uh, pictures and such at 6 o'clock this evening. I want to encourage all of you guys to come and help support him. And they, as you, you want to hand those out back there? I'm going to get Daryl to hand a few. If you can just pass these around, and y'all can just take a quick look. it will give you an idea of who this is. And that way, you can kind of have a foreshadowing of what he's going to share this evening. So that's 6 o'clock tonight, and I want to encourage you to come and support him. Will you hand those out? hand that out let pass it around just pass those around and y'all can see what that is also too you've never seen us put a flyer in for giving blood however they, it is an important aspect of, that that we as people can help support others but the reason why that the blood mobile is coming here uh, or over by the the VIP station in El Paso they went through a whole lot of uh, blood after the shooting and right, and they're doing well. However, if we had a major calamity here in San Antonio or El Paso or something, they are way behind now, and they are r- running really short on the bl- the blood bank. I'm saying is running really short, and we thought that is one of the ways Sylvia brought this. I said it. Is she here? Yeah. Sorry, Alice. <laughs> we were teasing how I don't call her Sylvia anymore. I don't know why. Anyway, Alice put this together so that we can make, the, the, the Blood Mobile be coming to the next door to the VIP station at the, at the Ministry of Light uh, Foundation that is there. And that's September 7th. And I want to encourage you, if you would like to help the blood bank and help get blood back into the supply, they're going to be there Saturday the 7th from 10.30 to 2.30. That's why that's in there. Our Fall Festival candy containers, that's the flower pails, buckets, barrels that are in the entryway back there. Again, remember, guys, it seems like it's a long ways away. Oh, that's two months away. We need to start collecting the candies now, and that way we can have enough come fall festival. And for those that say, well, you shouldn't give candy out. You're, you're, you're submitting your way into the, to the holiday. You're submitting yourself into the powers that be. No, that's not true. Whatever God has created and can be used for His glory, I'd rather take it out of the hands of the others and use it for His glory and let them see they can have a good time on church property. Amen? Amen. This is one of our greatest outreaches, and the kids know they can get this candy. We have a toy section set up if you've never been. They can trade it in. Like We'll sell toys to them, and the way we sell the toys to them is this one costs like 10 pieces of candy. They'll give their 10 pieces of candy to take that toy, and that, that way they are not just getting candy, but they're getting candy and toys, and they're going to go home and say, that was at church. We had a good time at church, and we did it by through you guys. So again, if you're at Walmart, Tosco, wherever, grab an extra bag of candy, or maybe a bag of candy, however, bring it, and let's throw it in the buckets back there. And as Sherry said, she started this year a, a competition between the boys and the girls. Last year it was young against the old, and, and, and that got, got crazy in there somehow. I'm sorry? I let the what in? Oh. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, Whatever it takes, we need to fill it up with candy. And I believe that's all the announcements I need to share. There's a lot more in there, but that's all we need to share right now. Oh, yes, sir? I
1: just want to make that you see the temporary building that
0: they are taken. Um, I've
2: had to start to start with, available no Okay, Yes, yeah. so if we're utilizing it in different places. Everything's right. David, come on up and we're gonna uh, have our scripture reading. <laughs> Father God, I just prayed to use my brother Lord as a, a great time yesterday being at the Tobin Center with him and speaking at that. And I know whenever he speaks. He's using and allowing you to use him to share your word. So, God, may we hear you through him right now in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Thanks.
0: I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> oh, here you go. No, they're not. Hey, good morning, everybody. Oh, these are terrible. <laughs> they move. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's my type right there. Hey, you know, I found something out, but I never found out till I got in this church. You're supposed to laugh and have fun in church. Amen. Amen. I don't want to go to church. It's a boring, terrible place. They complain all the time. No, hey, praise God! There's a place to go. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Y'all know how I do things, Morgan. I yes, Morgan. I told you wrong. It was actually starting in 27. So if uh, if you want to go to the Bible in Philippians 1:27, uh, eight and nine, just fairly quickly. Bible says, only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind and striving for the faith of the gospel. Now I'm just going to stop right there because if anybody knows how I teach and how I do things, I pick certain things out that I really appreciate in this case here in Paul's writing. So I'm going to give you a little litany of Striving. And as I, as I give you a litany of this, quit looking at your watch, Frank, we're not in no hurry. As, as, as I give you this bit, if I, if I give you this bit of a litany of a rundown of, of what this word means, ask yourself, am I striving to be that, to do that, to learn that, to change that, okay? You ready? Here we go. Just a simple definition, striving, but we use strive, striving in the process of to try hard to attempt to attempt an endeavor to undertake or to seek those are pretty simple but now i think these make a little bit more of a of an interest to us make an effort make every effort spare no effort exert oneself Do one's best. Do all one can do. Do one's utmost. To literally struggle in that effort. And finally, to give one's all. (laughs) Man, I had to go through this whole explanation to find out which one of those kind of fit me. Because we go back to this verse and it says... uh, That I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit. Right here, the brethren of Christ. We're standing together. We're in one body. We are the body of Christ. Okay? So we're acting as one, talking as one, living as one, doing as one, hearing as one. So he says... That you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving for the faith of the gospel. So now you ask yourself, am I striving? I hope that word sounds a little bit different than just reading it now that we really know an in-depth definition of what striving really means. Are we putting that effort out? Are we putting that complete effort out? Are we struggling to put that effort out to stay in that one spirit for the sake of the gospel? Are we? And then so, like, when I say we, nobody shake your hand up here and say, David, I'm not doing that. I want you to ask yourself that. It's none of my business if you're doing it or not unless you come to me. And so as we finish with this, in verse 28, it says, And not in any way terrified by your, your adversaries. I guarantee Frank could, could spend a whole two or three hours on that one half a verse. Okay? Don't be scared of your adversaries. Not when you got Christ. I'm not saying go run with him because you can handle him, but I'm saying don't be scared of him because you've got Christ. And so it says, which is to them a proof of perdition. Well, I'm sitting there going, proof of perdition. Well, I could go through a long explanation of that one, but I'll tell you what. How about destruction? Proof of their destruction. So, not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to them proof of their destruction, but to you your salvation. Amen. And that from God. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ that not only you, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Having the same conflict which you saw in me and now hear is in me. I'll finish with this right here. So, Paul is literally saying don't worry about that, whether he's here or not here, strive to be our best, strive to do our best, strive to do our best in Christ. Now, he goes through and says, don't worry about those that seek destruction of themselves. Do you know how that sounds? They're destroying themselves. God's not destroying them. They're asking for destruction by staying away from the word of God. But what are we doing? We are bent to salvation. That's what we want. We want to go to heaven. We want to be sons of God, okay? But we want to finish something even better. Not, not better than that, but well. But also to suffer for his sake. So we will be persecuted. Amen. We will suffer. Amen. This half of the church, the body we will long suffer for that half. What does that mean? Y'all feel for them. Y'all love them. This half of the church is going through things that y'all may have already been through, and vice versa. So we long suffer for them. But we have an end in sight, and that end is the Lord Jesus Christ. We will suffer. Amen. And then when Paul says, he's complimenting us that we will suffer as he did. Do you know what that means? He was persecuted. He was put through the ringer, not for his sake, but for the sake of Christ. So he's saying, so will we. And so have we. And so if that is the facts, then instead of just long-suffering for ourselves, don't do that. Suffer for the other people in Christ, those who are going through those trials and those tribulations. Love one another. Care for one another. I'll tell you something. God's word is so strong. And if it's so strong, put it in your lives. Work with that word. Live with that word. And I close with, be hearers and be doers. Amen. I'll close with a word of prayer. Father in heaven, I thank you for the opportunity to come up here and speak in front of this body of Christ, Lord. This body of Christ, some have suffered, some have gone through trials and tribulations, but Lord, all of us. Call on your name. We thank you for being a part of your body. We thank you for, yes, what we go through in this life, it's just a small time compared to eternity with you. So, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to serve you here on this earth and look forward to live with you in heaven. And I pray for these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Let's sing together. This is the uh, oldest song I've ever sang. Probably also the wisest. vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that Thou art. Thou my best thought, by day or by night, waking or sleeping, Thy prayer. I be thou my wisdom and thou my true word I ever with thee and thou with me Lord thou my great father. Thou in me dwelling And I with Thee one Be Thou my battle Shield, sword for the fight Be Thou my dignity Thou my delight Thou my soul's shelter Thou my high tower Raise Thou me heavenward O power of my power Riches I nor man's empty praise. Thou mine inheritance now and always. Thou and Thou only first in my heart. High King of Heaven my treasure Thou Heaven's sun. Forgiveness was bought with The precious blood of Jesus Christ Leave behind your regrets and mistakes Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. down before Come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide, forgiveness was bought with the precious blood. treasure you found In times I fail, still Your mercy remains. And should I stumble again, I'm caught in Your grace, everlasting. Your light will shine when all else fades. Never ending, Your glory goes beyond all faith. will above all else my purpose remains the yard of losing myself in bringing you praise everlasting your light will shine when all else fades never ending your glory goes beyond all fame. My heart and my soul, I give you control. Consume me from the inside out, Lord. Let justice and praise become my embrace. To love you from the inside out, everlasting your light will shine when all else fades. Never ending, your glory goes beyond all pain. And the cry of my heart is to bring you praise from the inside out, Lord, my soul, Christ, out. My heart and my soul, I give you control, consume me from the inside out, Lord. Let justice and praise become my embrace, to love you. light will shine when all else fades, never ending, your glory goes beyond all things. And the cry of my heart is to bring you praise from the end, sigh it out, Lord my soul, cries out from the end, sigh it out, Lord my soul.
2: Father God, our soul this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give God the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. You can grab a seat this morning. Amen. Guys, if y'all being up here didn't get something from Daryl, I want y'all to go see Daryl and get a piece of that out of his buckets back there. Any of you music folks. If you have a Bible this morning, you can be turning to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I want to share with you this morning, what I feel as though the Lord's laid on my heart, about the word church. Now there's a whole lot of people out there that would define the word as this this building rather than a group of people. They would define it as a, a building that groups people and they would undoubtedly say that this building is the church. We've talked about this already prior. If that was so, we could say move out and rent out this building and it would still be called a church building. But I don't adhere to that way of thinking nor do I think that you do. This building is not the church. Amen? Jesus Christ told us that wherever two or three are gathered in his name, he is in their midst. That's the church. When people are gathering in the name of Jesus Christ, we, we have been taught that the church is the body, the unity of the body of Christ. Therefore, I believe that the church in no way, fashion, or form means the, the bricks that make up the building. It is the people within the building that makes up the church. Amen? Look what it says Amen, look what it says in First Corinthians in First Corinthians chapter 12. because this is very important that we understand this. So many people today don't understand what it means to be a member of the church. They think it means coming and just being a part of the building. If I go to that building, I am a member of the church. I am a member of God's house, and I'm a member of that body, because I go in a building. This building is not what makes the church. it's Christ who makes the church and as he builds the church he does so with people and people tend to be different people tend to have different aspects about them listen to what he says starting in verse 12 for as the body is one we are one body but it has many parts and all the parts of that body though many are still one body also in christ for we are all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jew or Greek, whether slave or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit, so the body is not part but many. Now I could stop there, but I'm going to continue on. We are one body, all of us who have expressed our, our desire to give our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ. When we have asked Christ to move in and, and take over who we are, mind, body, and soul... We become part of that body regardless of what our past was, regardless of the color of our skin, regardless of our financial situation, regardless of our educational situation, regardless of what the world may say, regardless of what people in your past may have said. When you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you became a part of the body just the way you are with the talents that you have and God will utilize those talents. Because you are the real building brick, not the stucco and concrete on the walls. You are the church. He goes on. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, in spite of this, it still belongs to the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, in spite of this, it still belongs to the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But now God has placed the parts, each one of them, in the body just as he wanted them. And if they were all the same part, they would be. where would the body be? Now there are many parts, yet one body. So the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. Nor again the head to the feet. I don't need you. On the contrary, all the more, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are necessary. And those parts of the body that we think to be less honorable, we clothe these with great honor. And our unpresentable parts have a better presentation. But our presentable parts have no need of clothing. Instead, God has put the body together, giving great honor to the less honorable, so that there would be no division in the body, but that the members would have the same concern for each other's each other this is exactly what David was sharing just a few moments ago we are to be concerned one for another because we are one body so if one member suffers all the members suffer with if one member is honored all the members rejoice with it now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it and God has placed these in the church first apostles second prophets third teachers next miracles and the gifts of healing helping managing various kinds of languages Are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Do all do miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in languages? Do all interpret? No. But yet we have all those gifts, yet we have all these different ideologies, yet we have all these different people coming together, and as Paul is speaking to the Corinthian church, and he's telling them, one is not better than the other, nor is one worse than the other. One, one, one gift is not greater than this gift, because it takes all gifts. He was telling the first Corinthian church, and he's telling the 21st century church, and he's telling us that we are the church, and to quit looking to ourselves to, look, to lead, but to look to him to lead, look to him to teach us how to use the talents he's given us and as a motley bunch that we are we are the church and the scripture is telling us just how vital each one of us are every single one of us now we've heard this many times but today i want to explain it in a way that hopefully it'll stick just a little bit more i believe that most of y'all hopefully all of y'all but i believe most of y'all was given a jigsaw puzzle piece when you came in And I don't know if you can see that, but that's the puzzle that that, those pieces came out of. That's the picture, a beautiful picture that all those pieces put together would make. Now, I know this sounds a little hokey. Just just deal with me here for a little bit. This morning, as you came to the sanctuary and you were given that puzzle piece, I want you to think about it. I want you to hold that in your hand throughout this. And I know it seems a little strange, but understand this. That puzzle piece represents you you are the puzzle piece in the picture that god is presenting you are the puzzle piece in the mural that god is painting And i want you to have that piece in your hand as a reminder as we go throughout this message this morning what is it god's speaking to each one of us directly because as, as a reminder to each one of us we are of all equal value to the whole to the overall picture of the church think about that just a minute that piece of that puzzle you have in your hand, what good is the puzzle if you were building it and at the end you're missing one piece? It gets aggravating, doesn't it? My wife knows that very clearly because I used to always go snag one until the grandbaby started doing it, getting me in trouble, and I quit. <laughs> but she, would eat, she got to where she would ask me, before I start this, where's the one? Because it's aggravating to put it together and not have all the pieces. Why? Because every piece is vital. If one piece is missing, just one piece is missing, then the picture is not complete. It is not going to present itself the way that it should have been presented because it's not all there. Every single one of us, guys, is vital to the church. So many people think, well, the pastor is vital. The deacons are vital. The yeomen are vital. The Sunday school teachers are vital. The kitchen help, vital. But guys, I would submit to you and what Christ is saying to you and I this morning is that every single person in this room, every single person that's accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they're every single one vital. When you accepted Christ as your Savior, you accepted that that He loved you and moved within you and you also accepted a commitment. I now want to be used by you, Lord, to be what you've called me to be. I want to be used by you to become more Christ-like, not just to my brothers and sisters, but to the world. And I want to be used by you to make the church the way you want the church to be. I want to use whatever it is you've given me To be what you've called me to be. Now many of us sit and we think, oh I don't have gifts, I don't have talents, I don't have all these things. I'm submitting to you this morning that God does not make mistakes and he didn't bring you by mistake. He didn't sit you here by mistake and he is calling out to you that if you have joined a church body, he's saying that it's now time to utilize the things that he has given you. Praise God. Praise God. What an admirable commitment when you say you want to join the church. He gave his life so that we may be saved. And you commit your life to the church to honor the salvation. So that the church can be complete. He saved us so that we can glorify him on this side of glory. And that's what he's called all of us to do. Not just the bones of mouths like David. All of us. All of us have been called out to speak. You know, I remember a day though. And this is why I want to talk about church membership this little bit. And this analogy taught me. I remember when I was in high school. And I don't know if they still do it. They probably do. But when, when you were a senior in high school, they had what they called recruiter day. And that day was, or maybe it was jobs day. But anyway, all the seniors went to the gym. And you had all these job companies, all these companies out there that had jobs. And each one had a recruiter. And they would, they would stand up one by one and, and address the assembly and explain how their job was the job that you wanted when you, when you graduated. And one by one, they would say, come down to my booth and fill out an application. Come come and see me. And they'd make these presentations to the, to the student body and tell them when, when everything's done, come fill out these applications. Make sure you, you come see my booth. Well, included with that was always the military. There was always armed forces out there. And I remember very clearly the Navy recruiter, he got up to the pulpit and he, or to the, to the, the deist there and he started speaking and he looked out there and he scanned the crowd and he said, my organization that I stand for is the one that you can come. We want you to come. We want you to be a part of this. And he encouraged the students, telling all of them, you have what it takes to make it in my Navy. I want you to come to my booth after this and I want you to come and sign up and join the United States Navy. And I'll never forget, after him, this incredibly huge Marine stepped up. And this Marine, I, I still I won't forget, because this Marine kind of scanned the crowd, and it was getting where it was uncomfortable that he wasn't saying anything. And then he looked around, and said, I don't see a single person here that can make it in mine. <laughs> and he looked around and said, I don't see a man or woman here that can join my organization. I don't think any of you have what it takes to meet the toughest challenge that can ever be presented of you. I don't think you have the guts to become a Marine. And I'll be honest with you, I heard that, and I, I was, big as he was, I was starting to bow up, up on, the, on, the, on the, the stands. You know, after everything was closed and you go to the booths, who do you think had the most people at their booth? <laughs> the Navy had like three. And that Marine line went all down the wall over here. Why? I think that we intuitively, intuitively, we know that with something, if there's going to be a a, a great outcome, there's got to be a great cost. We know that, that when it comes to, to what's going to benefit us, we have to put something in. That that something that has cost and, and requirements and the sacrifice is high is going to pay back most times with a stronger character. We know that things that we really got to put ourselves into is going to come back with a real sense of accomplishment. Folks, membership in the church of Jesus Christ should be held in that same high regard. But unfortunately, I think we've, we've made the, we've got this problem where we've made it weak and easy and limp and just kind of like, hey, it's just a name on a piece of paper. That's not what God has called us to be when it comes to being a part of His church. If anything, we should stand up and say, I cannot, just like that Marine said, I cannot fulfill the role that God has called for me. Because it is a role you cannot fulfill unless you know Christ. But if you know Christ, then all things are possible. Amen. And you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. And when you join the church, he is calling you to come up be a part of this so that you understand it's not about just sitting on the back row. It's about, Lord, what were you going to do through me? It's about saying, I have talents. I don't know what they are, maybe. But I have capabilities. I don't know what they are, possibly. But because Christ resides in me and he moved me into this body, there is something that he has called me to do. And if God be for you, then who can be against you? That's what Paul wrote to the Romans. Guys... If even one piece is missing, the picture is not complete, and every piece that he has brought into the box has a purpose. Sure, you might have most of the picture, but you don't have it all if we're not submitting ourselves to his authority, if we're not allowing ourselves to be used by him. What would it be like if you only had a piece of your heart or some of your heart or some of your brain? Now, some would say that's probably where I'm at, but your body wouldn't perform. What if you only had most of your salvation? Think about it. The wages of sin is death. I'm 99% saved. You know what that 1% is going to do? It's going to keep you out of heaven because the wages of sin is death. You're either all in or you're not. You're either going to commit or you don't. You know, one day a, a, a pastor was visiting a, a church member that hadn't been to church in a long time. And the man was pleased to receive the pastor. He led him into the house and and everything was good. And they got a cup of coffee and they're sitting in front of the fire and everything's going well. And some of y'all probably heard this illustration, but the the pastor looks over at him and says, are you okay? Oh, I'm doing great, pastor. uh, I feel wonderful. Hmm. Then how come I haven't seen you in church in so long? And he said, Reverend, I've been studying the Bible each and every day. Every day I've been studying. I have been praying in a consistent manner. Every day. Every day I get on my knees. I have kept close to the Lord every single day. Why would I need to go to church? Why do I need to assemble with the the other people in that building to study the Word and praise Him? I can do that right here at home. And the pastor took this in. And as he had been talking, there had been a piece of a log that had rolled off the fire and kind of moved to the side. And as he were, they were talking, it just turned black and the fire went out. He didn't say anything. He got up. He walked over to the fireplace and he took the tongs. And he picked up that, that one piece of log and he looked at it. And he put it back on the fire. And just almost immediately, it blew into flames again. And it was hot. And it was burning. And it was bright. And just like that, the following Sunday, that man was back in church. And not only was he back in church, but he became a very faithful attendee of that church. Because he realized that though he was still a log, he's going to get cold and black and sitting on the side. It's when you're in the fire. It's when you're in the, 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 the most active part of the church. When you are where the fire begins. When you are back where Christ sits. Sure, you can study the Bible at home. You are supposed to study the Bible at home. Absolutely. You can read the word every day at home. You can praise God at home, and you should. You should praise God wherever and everywhere you go. You should be doing those things. However, to truly be what God has called you to be, you need to be where the source of the fire is, and that's in his house, in his church, with his people proclaiming Jesus Christ. That's where the flames come from. And unfortunately, there are those who say, well, you know... I am the puzzle. The rest is just trim. That's not the way it rolls either. God is the central piece of the puzzle. Now take that puzzle piece in your hand. I want you to look at it for just a second. When I asked Sherry this week, I said, do you have a a Christian puzzle that I can have? And she quickly said, no. (laughs) Only if I get it back. I said, you're not getting it back. But one of the things she said when I told her what I was going to do, I think this was Friday, she said, Well, not one piece has the whole picture on it. That, that's absolutely what I wanted to say. You can't look at your piece and tell what the overall painting's going to be. There is no individual piece. When you look at the colors on there, there is no individual piece that can paint the whole picture. Why is that? Because the puzzle is more. It is completed not by one person, but many people. The puzzle is completed not by one jigsaw piece, but in this case, I think it was 750 pieces. Is it a thousand? Okay. A thousand pieces. It takes a thousand pieces to complete that puzzle, to complete that picture. Now, when you look at that piece, you see, okay, I can't tell what it is by color, But you'll also notice they're all shaped differently. Every piece that you have in your hand is a little bit different than the piece of the persons that's sitting beside you. Yeah, they're similar. They're close. Some of them might even look almost exact, but they're not. No piece in your hand is exactly like another. They are all different. That's kind of like people. All of us, we we have different shapes, we have different sizes. We're similar. Most of us have two legs, two arms, two eyes, two ears. We have a lot of similar traits. We have a a, a lot of different personalities, though. Sure, we look close. We have, but we have different fingerprints. We have different DNA. Oh well, Pastor, uh, I, uh, I'm this or I'm that or I'm from this nationality or that nationality or I, I'm male and I'm female. All that stuff. Christ says, doesn't matter. We are extremely similar, but each one of us has been given different traits. Each one of those pieces of the puzzle you have in your hand has a different cut. We are all different. Women, uh, male, female, black, white, Jew, Greek, it doesn't matter. Tall people, short people, big people, little people. Whatever you want to say, we're all a little bit different, but we're all still pieces of one puzzle. And there is nothing in the scripture that ever ever gives us the right to start looking at another and saying that I am better than you. There is nothing in the scripture that should ever say, well, because of my race, because of my gender, because of my education, because of what I am or not am, I am better than you. No, we each and every one, you're either saved or you're not. You're either in Christ's church or you're not. That's the only distinction that Christ has ever made. And he died so that whomever is in the or not can be in the church. Our job is to come together. And build the puzzle and go forth and present the picture, which is Jesus Christ, to a lost and dying world, not arguing with one another, not stepping upon one another, not hurting one another, not pushing down one another. One of the, the, the sayings that Christians are the worst about shooting their wounded, how incredibly sad that is, but I can tell you I've seen it happen. I've seen that happen. I've seen churches pitted against churches. Guys, if we really want to focus on what God's telling us to do, he said go ye therefore and make disciples and baptize. He didn't say fight amongst yourselves. He said get out there and share the gospel. And he didn't say share with this group or that group. He said you get out there and share. The highways, the byways, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. We are to go everywhere he sends us as a body presenting Christ. People should live look at Sutherland Springs. They should look at you guys and not see red shirts, blue shirts, white skin, black skin, green skin, whatever it may be. They should look and they say, there's Jesus. And you say, well, I'm too ugly to be Jesus. Praise God. And he can change the looks of it to somebody else and show Jesus. When people look to us, they should see more than a building. They should see more than a pastor. They should see more than a congregation. They should see more than than a Bible study. When people look to Sutherland Springs, when they look at the trials and the tragedies that has transpired, not just a huge one, we all still have trials and tragedies in our lives. We still lose loved ones. We still have medical conditions. We still have financial situations. We still have all the trials that come with this world. I'm not going to stand here and preach to you oh, it's all pie in the sky. Trust Jesus and you'll have custard for lunch. No. Life is hard. There's trials. There's tribulations. And when people look at Sutherland Springs, they didn't, shouldn't see somebody trying to act like Christ exists. They should see Christ exists because in the midst of the trials and the tragedies, our hands are up, our voice is out, and there's a smile on our face because Christ still is on the throne. Yeah. Hallelujah. And you are truly an amazing piece of that picture. There are some out there who will preach, oh, you're amazing, so you can do this or do that. I'm not going to go there, but I will say you're amazing because you are so amazing that Christ chose to die for you. And if you choose His salvation, if you choose to put your faith in His hands... You're going to be even more amazing because he who created the heavens and the earth says, I will make you into a new creation. I will reside within you. And the power that spoke and the worlds came to be and the light came and, and, and there was difference between light and dark and, and all the creation that came to be is within you. Now, that piece of puzzle that you have in your hand, if you tried to stick it together with the person next to you, I can almost guarantee you, I was going to say I can guarantee you, but then God has a sense of humor. <laughs> I can almost guarantee you that your piece doesn't fit the piece next to you. I made sure I shuffled them up real good in them cans before I gave them to Daryl. There is a real good chance that those pieces don't mate just right. Now I'm saying you don't force it in there, but if you really look, they're not going to fit. Does that change the fact that each one of them is a part of the big picture? No. Your talents, whatever God's given you to do, may not be coupled with the one who's next to you. You may have a different talent than that one. But I can guarantee you that somewhere in this room are two or three or maybe even four pieces that are going to match the one you have. They're going to clip to the sides of the one you have. It's the same thing in the church When you come to use the talents that you have, God may say, okay, you have musical ability and you're going to move and you're going to share and you're going to get up there with those on the, on the stage maybe. You're going to give it Chris or you're going to sing a solo or maybe your, your, your talent you say is, is something you don't see in this church. You want, you, you, you have a talent for bus ministry or, or children or whatever it may be. It's not for you to sit on your talent thinking, well, none of them match me because they're not right beside me. It's for you to let that talent be known and then the others with that same talent, God will draw it together. He will put that part of the puzzle together and before you know it, there's a ministry that may not existed before or one that was there that has now grown all because you realize it's not about grabbing the hand beside me. It's about grabbing Christ's hand and going where God tells me to go. Folks, We, like I said a while ago, we all have different personalities. That piece of the puzzle represents different personalities. We all have different talents. We all have different things in our lives. But when we put it in the hands of God, when we we get with those that God has allowed us to get with, when we allow him to show us what our talent is, then we are going to become an active, productive part of the puzzle. I know when Sherry builds puzzles, she spreads it all out on the table. There, there, there's work, there's effort to building a puzzle. You gotta separate it out. Here are the borders. I'll help her with that because there's a flat side. I can do that. <laughs> I don't have patience to go beyond that, and really, I don't have patience to do that. But you gotta find the right colors, you find the right shapes, you find the border, you find all these things. It takes patience. To build a jigsaw puzzle. I know the puzzles sit in our house. It'll take her usually a a week or a month. Or one of them back there took almost a year. Six months to build. It's hard and it takes patience to put an entire puzzle together. And it can be the same way in the church. Sometimes it can be frustrating because you think these two will go together. But it takes a lot to stop and say, Lord, how are you wanting this organized? Where do you want us to put the pieces you know, when we first try to organize things, it might not work. We try to put this with that, and we realize that's not the ministry God has for us. Or we play music, or we do this, or we do that, and it's something that God doesn't want us to do. And we start shuffling things around. The thing is, you don't turn and leave the church. You don't just quit coming, or you don't, or you don't just come and sit on the back row. When you realize and recognize the talents that God has given you, you turn to the Lord, you come to Chris or myself or someone and say, this is what I feel like God's telling me to do. And then God may speak to us. Yeah, he, is, he does have this and he does and she does do that. And this is where I want you to put her. And by sorting out those personalities pretty soon, the picture is growing and growing and getting more beautiful and more beautiful. And it's Christ who's putting it all together. It's not the pastor's job. It's not Chris's job. It's not the yeoman's job. It's not a deacon's job. It's not anyone's job other than Christ to put the puzzle together. But you, as the piece of the puzzle, are to make yourself available. You keep trying. You step in by faith. Lord, what is it you would have me to do? And after a whole lot of work, all of a sudden a picture is coming together. You know, these folks that get up here and sing and lead us in worship on Sunday mornings, some days it's more quiet, others it's louder, other days it's faster, other days it's slower. All that takes coordination. All that takes practice. And they had to come together and they had to get over and work each other's personalities and talents in together so that it's one unit they can come up here. And then what does God do with that unit? He leads all of us who don't have those talents and we all, them and us and all, come to his throne room praising Christ. That's what God wants to do in every ministry. He wants to work that through all of us. Some people even glue their puzzle when they're done there was so much work and it was so beautiful and, and, and we've glued a few but sherry usually breaks them apart so she can build them again sometime but a lot of people glue that puzzle down think about how beautiful the puzzle of the church is the guy and he wants to adhere it together he wants to be that glue and he wants people to come together and praise his name. He wants people to come together and learn his scripture. He wants people to come together and get strengthened in the gospel. He wants us to come together, as David said a while ago laugh together, cry together, love together, have that righteous anger about some things together. He wants us to be together as a family on this side of glory because on the other side it's for eternity. On this side of glory, we have just a few short years. But he says, come together and be what I've called you to be on this side. Because on the other side, that's where real retirement is. We're going to sit around the throne and we can just praise his name. As people come to the church, they begin to find where they fit in. Uh, In fact, just last night, we had a little texting thing going on. And and we were laughing about some stuff. And somebody said, that's why I like this church, because y'all are just crazy. And I thought, oh, wait a minute, Now I'm not. (laughs) The rest of them were, but I wasn't. No. We are all peas in a pod because we all serve Christ. We all love Christ. We truly look to him. And that's what I pray that we each will do. Folks, this morning, notice verse 27 again. He says in verse 27, Now you are the body of Christ individual members of it and god has placed these in the church first apostles second prophets third teachers next miracles gifts of healing helping managing various kinds of languages all those different gifts what he's trying to say here and this is obviously not all that he's placed in the church he's just given us an idea he's given us an understanding that all these different talents he's placed in the church and he's done it so that you and I can come together and complete the puzzle. We all have gifts. Now you may be here this morning and you're saying, well, pastor, I don't have any. In fact, not only do I not have gifts, I'm so mean and honory, I don't even know if I should be in this building. Let me share with you this morning that we are all mean and honory and don't have rights to be in this building. But through the blood of Christ, we have been allowed. Amen. And through the blood of Christ, you have been allowed and through the blood of christ he will cleanse you and wash you and those things that satan keeps bringing up in your past and telling you you're not worthy really say you're right i'm not but my god is so get thee behind me in the name of jesus christ when we amen when we as a body realize that every one of us is important And I understand there's a lot of those who stand behind pulpits. There are those in hierarchies of other denominational characters. There are those who act as though they have a closer link to God than others. Folks, the only thing that separates me from the lowliest of sinners is the blood of Christ because I am that low. It's only by the blood of Jesus. If you're here this morning and you say, but pastor, you don't understand. I may not, but my God does. And if you're here and you say, I don't have any talents. All that's telling me is you just haven't heard what they are yet. You haven't figured out what it is that God's doing in your life as of yet. God wants to work in your life. Do you, you have talents. Pastor, I'm just an old mechanic. You know what? The AC's out on the bus right now. Helen had to drive it she said it sure is (laughs) the front AC the back one's good so as long as you're not driving it's okay but still well pastor you don't understand I, I I just work with my hands you know how many projects there are to do around here and that may be what God's calling you to do or maybe God's telling you to come and teach some of these younger members that are fixing to go out into the work field how to work with their hands how to become electricians, how to become woodworkers, how to become welders, how to become truck drivers. I don't know what your talent is, but I guarantee you that the talent that you have, I don't care if the world says, oh, you're just this or you're just that. God says, you're all this and you're all that. Amen. And I want to use every bit of it for my glory if you will let me do so. Well, all I've, done is, all I've ever done is raise children, go in that nursery when all the babies are crying. We need people that have raised a lot of children that have that patience guys whatever it is that the talent that God has given you you may not recognize it yet but God's waiting to, for you to turn it over to him to have the picture like we do on that box of the pieces in your hand and I want you to keep every piece. I hope that you'll stick that piece of puzzle somewhere to remind you I am an integral part of the overall picture of the church in Sutherland Springs it's those gifts that bring us together and it's Christ who bonds us together like glue it's Christ who will utilize all those things and make us one this morning the question that I would pose to you where are your talents and where are your gifts are you choosing to only come to church and sit on the back row on Sundays because you feel like that's just out of duty or obedience, that's better than staying at home. But I would share with you that if you will get beyond that and become an integral, vital part of the church, if you will say, God, I choose to be used by you. Now, he may not make you the pastor. He may not make you a music leader. He may not give you this, this what you think or what the world calls this important ministry, but whatever it is God gives you is an important ministry to him. And what's important to him supersedes what's important to anyone else you want to be a part of the church then quit thinking of it as just your name on a piece of paper think of it as if i join that church i am committing to christ to allow him to use my gifts my talents to work not only in that church with my brothers and sisters, but to grow a ministry that will work beyond the walls of that building and reach a lost and darkening community. I will take when I join that church. I'm saying, Lord, I want you to take all of me and my talents and I want you to share the gospel. I want you to use me to show you. And then when people look, they won't see Frank. They won't see David. They won't see Sherry. They, they, they won't see John. They won't see Tim. They're going to look and say, man, I see Christ in Sutherland Springs. Amen. I was asked this past week, if, I, if, the, if what is the number one thing in 10 years if somebody thinks of Sutherland Springs, what do I hope that they will remember or what do they think? And I said, I hope and I pray that what they will think is that that was a body of people that chose to look beyond the situation they were in and look out and up and shared Christ to where all they see is Christ in them. And I mean that with all my heart. Because this is not about me. It's about Christ. Where are you this morning? Now you can't find your talents or you can't know what your talents really are or what they can truly be if you don't turn to the one who gave you those talents and ask him to direct you on how to use them you can't truly learn how to speak if you don't let god speak through you whatever your talent is you pastor i just don't talk okay what do you do and you you may be an artist you may be a painter you may be to me adjusting a quadrajet that that's an artist to me you know you don't even know what that is but anyway whatever it is that god's called you to do that's what he wants you to do but you have to know him first where are you this morning if you don't know jesus christ as your lord and savior he said that whomsoever believeth in him you know what that means that the wages of sin is death. We all deserve it, but if we will put our faith in his sacrifice, he said, anyone who believes that I am the Son of God and I rose again on the third day, defeating death, hell, and the grave and professes that to men, so shall they be saved. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I would love to lead you. In a prayer, I help you with that prayer. It really happens between you and him. I have no magic dust or anything. But will you turn your heart truly to him? And if you're here and you say you do know him, I'm going to ask you the question we saw in the movie, if you you were able to go with us Thursday night to the theater when we rented out the theater. But who are you? Is your first answer, I am a child of the king? Or is it, I'm a coach? i'm a truck driver i'm a supermarket attendant if it's not i am a child of the king Then i would say get your relationship back where it needs to be where are you this morning well ask us all to stand i want to lead us in a word of prayer and what i'm going to pray this morning is that we all will recognize and realize that we are all part of one body And maybe you've been back there all these years. Maybe you've been in church 80 years and you're realizing, I've never really committed. I don't ever say anything in Sunday school. I don't, I never really committed to being a part of the church. Sure, my name's on a roll. I have been amazed since the tragedy how many people, oh, I'm a member of that church. Well, I haven't ever seen you. Oh, I haven't been there in 40 years. (laughs) Oh, sorry, your name was purged a long time ago. Oh, you can't do that if you're not a member of the body. When things go disappear, they're gone. Where are you this morning? Where are you this morning? Father God, I just come before you this morning, and I ask, Lord, that you would just bless us from on high, that we would truly surrender our heart to you this day and truly surrender what we are and who we are to you fully and completely May you take our talents and use them. May you God, I think you're speaking individually to somebody today that are thinking because of the because of their language, because of their workplace, because they have kids or don't have kids, because they're a male or a female. I don't know. But there are people here today that may feel as though they're not worthy to be used in your ministry. Will you let them see today? that you take those who are humble and you equip those who you call. That though they may think they can't do it, through you all things are possible. Let them see that regardless of where their life has been, you can take them in a new direction today. Father, I pray that you will speak to each heart here individually in a way that they need to hear it. May they feel and hear your voice. May, may it be a proclamation. May you be loudly, though, though we are quiet in here, may inside their mind and inside their heart hear the, the, the booming voice of God as they are standing or sitting right now. May they feel your presence in such a fashion that they realize that now is the time to commit themselves completely to you, or now is the time to commit their talents over to you. Now is the time to commit the, whatever it is you are calling them to commit to. May your will be done in this time of invitation. And God, again, if there is a soul here that does not and has not surrendered their pride and their, their anguish and everything they are over to you, may they do so before it's too late. May your will be done. And may they realize that little piece of cardboard is an incredibly important piece of cardboard to the puzzle. And their life is even more important to your puzzle. Father, may your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, as we sing, if God's telling you sing, sing. If He's telling you come to this altar, come to this altar. You can get on your knees around the edges here. You can get on your knees right where you're at. But will you pray? Will you sing? Will you do whatever it is God's calling you to do this day? And let's be in one accord. The picture puzzle of Jesus Christ. Chris.
1: Hmm. Hmm? Uh Chris. you were This is minute just pray to yourself
2: alone is our strength amen Amen. and praise the lord we can give god glory everything we do we should give him glory amen Amen. i pray this morning that if god was working with you and you chose not to step out or chose not to listen that you will heed his words before it's too late if he has called you to do something for him how glorious he'll be when you choose to 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 obey and go where he tells you to go I, i can tell you that sometimes it's hard to obey Uh, There's a meeting a little bit later after this service in just a few minutes where I had to choose to obey. It's hard sometimes. You may ask you to do things you don't really want to do. But I can guarantee that if God be for you, then who can be against you? Amen? If you can sit down for just a moment, I want to present some folks right back to you. Gloria? Are you okay? Gloria is coming this morning and she said, you know, I've never really given my whole heart to the Lord and today I choose to accept Christ totally and I want to be baptized and accept him as my Lord and Savior this morning. Amen. So everybody in the corner says, say amen this morning. Amen. And she trusts me to baptize her too. <laughs> amen, sister. Thank you. Well, praise the Lord. Huh? Yeah, right. Amen. Well, Gloria, we're, we're going to get that done. You just let me know when you're ready, and we'll have the water maybe warm. I'm not going to guarantee it. Oh, please do. <laughs> but praise the Lord. So, you, whenever you see Gloria's face in your mind, you lift her up in prayer. Amen. Amen, Amen. Gloria. You, yeah, you can sit right there. Amen. Frankie, and and Lisa, right? Amen. Linda, I'm sorry. Frankie and Linda, come on up. They said, we're, we're sisters in real life, but we're also sisters in Christ. And they are coming this morning. They said, I don't know what my talent is, but we're ready <laughs> you know to join this. Huh? We know what it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> they
1: worked in the nursery. I'll oh, Lord, him. help us.
2: <laughs> Let's see if that's what God wants them to do. <laughs> They don't know what their talent is, but they said they want to come and join this body and let God choose and show them what their talents are to be used in this body. <laughs> amen. So everybody in accordance that, say amen this morning. Amen. 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 amen, ladies. So anytime these folks cross your mind, I want you to lift them up in prayer. And as Gloria, them for joining the church saying they're willing to use their, their talents, but Gloria, as she's coming and and sharing and she is saying i choose to sell out to christ satan is not going to like that she just became a blip on his radar and we need to surround her in prayer so i have already prayed for her for her you may want to lay hands on her and pray for for her outside or wherever but if she crosses your mind know that satan may be attacking lift her up in prayer Amen? amen hallelujah it's good seeing everybody this morning I praise the Lord for each one of you guys that was able to come to be here this morning. It is 12.35. At about 12.50, there's going to be an informational, just a quick informational meeting. I'm going to make an announcement after the service this morning. So about 12.55, probably give time for those who want to leave to leave. But if you'd like to stay, we're going to about between 12.50 and 12.55, there's going to be another meeting. But right now, let's all stand. And let's close in a word of prayer this morning. Uh, Mr. Dahlberg, will you close this in prayer this morning? Support, help uh, in prayer or and or financially, but just come and support him and listen to what he has to say tonight. Hey, Troy, how are you, brother?
1: Persecuting, not abandoned Struck down, but not destroyed For I'm blessed beyond the curse For His promise will endure This joy is going to be my strength Though the sorrow may last for the night His joy comes with the morning I'm trading my sorrow. I'm trading my sins. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. I'm trading my sickness. I'm trading my pain. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. We sing yes yes, no, yes, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, yes, no, no, Yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Amen. Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Amen. We say yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Amen.